0: My guest on this week's episode of Says Search is Sophie Brannan, head of SEO at Absolute Digital Media. Back in April, Search Lab's VP of Search, Greg Gifford, began slacking me from the Brighton SEO conference, telling me about a presentation he was watching from someone I hadn't heard of, Sophie Brannan. A little later, I checked Twitter and noticed a bunch of tweets about the same talk. I found a link to her slides and quickly figured out what all the buzz was about. Sophie is one of the most exciting personalities in SEO right now. She was named the Rising Agency Star of the Year in 2021 at the UK Agency Awards. She's a frequent conference presenter, a frequent guest on podcasts and webinars, and she's a must-follow on social media. I'm going to start my conversation asking Sophie about her presentation from Brighton, which is about SEO strategy. Sophie's talk is a challenge to SEOs to be more empathetic, more humble, and actually do the hard work of listening to our clients. I'm also going to ask her about a recent collaboration she did with Alita Solis about reporting and how reporting plays into a long-term SEO strategy. Grab something cold to drink and join me for a conversation with Sophie Branham. We'll talk all about how to develop an SEO strategy, the limitation of tools, how to prioritize tasks, and how to view competitors. Sophie, welcome to Southern Search. How are you today?
1: I'm good, I'm doing well. It's uh, 5 p.m. over in the UK, so just winding down for the day, but no, doing good. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you for doing this at the end of the day. I'm sorry to keep you from, you know, quality time or whatever after work but this is my it's first awesome. time meeting you and I'm like I'm super excited I've heard a lot about you you're um you know one of the things as I was preparing for this interview you're the agency you work for absolute digital and you personally have won like an amazing amount of awards so the page on the site lists like all the times you've been a finalist or won, and it stretches on for like pixels and pixels and pixels yeah, it's
1: been pretty amazing. It's been a, especially a good year or so. Um, we went yeah. through a phase where we were being nominated for quite a few, weren't quite winning anything, and then suddenly um, it all kind of came in waves. We've, we've made big progress, particularly since uh, going re- fully remote as well, um, since the start of the pandemic. So, yeah, really exciting times.
0: What about for you individually? You're, so the the award was the rising agency star of the year the UK agency awards i think if i remember yeah, yes. um, yeah, that's you right. you know individually this has got to be really exciting i don't i didn't ever want any individual awards in this <laughs> thing so, uh yeah, what's yeah. it been like
1: oh it was amazing it was completely unexpected you know i wasn't um expected to be put up for the award or anything like that my whole career has been at absolute um so i started as a copywriter moved across into seo kind of four or five years ago now, Um, now head up the department and looking for my next step into client services um, over the next few months as well. So yeah, it's been incredible. And I've got an amazing team behind me as well, really supporting me. They've pushed me to do talks and got me on stage. I was on main stage at Brighton SEO in April, which is where I met Greg actually. So yeah, amazing times, really fun, but again, couldn't do it without the team.
0: Yeah, you you, you teased it. So like I heard about you from search labs vice president search greg gifford who was like you got to have sophie on to Sudden search because her talk is awesome i've since gone and watched the talk you know from the, the online brighton seo course or whatever uh and then there's a there was a bunch of like twitter messages from the seo community about you at brighton seo so this was like quite a presentation uh i i wanted to talk about you know one of my favorite topics with you today which is the seo strategy so the, the talk, if I don't want to, you know, tell me if I've, I've said anything wrong here, but like the presentation starts off with a pretty straightforward premise. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't like sh- like crappy SEO strategies. They, they piss you off.
1: They so piss me off.
0: <laughs> before, before we can solve a problem, we need to understand the problem. What are some common mistakes that you see with SEO strategy?
1: So for me, I think the biggest mistake um, is people thinking SEO strategy starts with the website. And it really doesn't. Like there's so many more steps to an SEO strategy before you even look at a technical audit or a content audit or anything like that. I mean, there's things like looking at client objectives, like what are they actually trying to achieve out of this? Is SEO the right strategy for them? Because again, especially kind of agency side, I know so many agencies that will push SEO onto clients when it's not necessarily the right thing. So really being able to identify that. Um, and just generally understanding the market, understanding the competitors, understanding where the website has come from and where you want to get it to. And that's pretty much like the foundation of your strategy. But before you even look at the website, you have to answer all of those questions first of all. And I think that's, a, that's something that a lot of people tend to forget. Um, and they tend to just bypass it and we will just go head first into a technical audit before asking those questions. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. It's, like, it's such a technical field Um, people who are in a very logical, but you're sort of pointing, it seems like at certain parts of the speech to a human problem that people aren't, we're not listening to the people who are paying us. So there's an example of a company, uh, they're in the pet services or pet pet care Mm -hmm. industry where they're like, they have an e-commerce store. So the logical thing is, let's go drive a bunch of sales to the e-commerce store. Well, that wasn't their intention at all. They were actually looking for it for branding without sort of a human... Well, that sort of a human conversation, or that that kind of humility to listen to the person who's paying for you, uh, you you might miss. I mean, I don't want to mischaracterize, but empathy, listening, are these the fundamental components to a successful SEO campaign or a successful yeah. SEO campaign?
1: I really do think so, and I think again, it's about that understanding, and it's about that communication, and that can be whether you're working agency side, even in house as well, because again understanding what the stakeholders are after. It's so easy to get carried away with an SEO strategy. And as SEOs, we understand everything. We're like, great, let's deal with this uh, technical audit and let's talk about canonical tags until the CEO of this company is like, right, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I have no idea. And it's something I covered also in a reporting chat and um, uh, that I did with leader on Twitter Spaces like a few, few weeks ago now. Very similar thing in regards to reporting, but just bringing it back to strategy. Um, if you don't ask those questions and you don't understand what people are trying to get from the whole SEO campaign, like you could just be running off with it and you're going to cause more problems for yourself in the long run. Like You could have a great SEO strategy, it could be performing really well in your eyes, but you, the, the client the stakeholders could just be like what, what the hell have you done you've ruined my website like I didn't want all of this content I didn't want to go after all of this e business because now we've pissed off our retailers or we've, we've upset someone else there's all of these other things you need to understand first before you again before you even get to the website
0: yeah it's, it's like it, it's I think it would surprise people how often that sort of thing happens like you're going in one direction and the client's hoping you're going in a totally different direction because oh yeah just a communication issue it's not a it's not a skills issue necessarily it's just they you didn't have the the conversation that needed to be had so yeah
1: exactly and i find that's actually one of the common reasons why clients tend to leave whether that's agencies or like part ways with their freelancers or even um cause friction in-house it's that communication aspect It's people not understanding what we're doing we don't really understand what they want no one can connect the dots like and the strategy has got to cover all of those different things, because otherwise you're just kind of chasing your own tail.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's a, the alignment. I, I wanted to get some sense of how you could get aligned better. One of the, one of the things that you mentioned in your, in your talk is the role of competitors. So, you know, one thing you could do is just look at your competitors, copy their link strategies, copy their, uh, their on-page strategies, but you would have a more nuanced piece of advice. Uh, to to look for gaps. Help unpack that for me if you could. What what do you think is the right way to view competitors within a broader SEO strategy?
1: Definitely. So this, again, is, I think, a common mistake a lot of people will make with SEO strategies, just going, okay, I want to rank for all of these keywords. These competitors are ranking for these keywords. We're going to do exactly the same thing. And that's going to it's just not going to work because your website's going to be completely different. Like every single website on the internet is at a completely different stage of infancy. They've had different types of work done on it. It could load at different speeds. It could have different technical issues. It could be built on a different CMS. It can have different types of content. They could have done PR in the past. They might not have ever done PR before. There's all of these different things you need to think about. So it's more where you are in comparison to your competitors and how we can reach those different places but not just copying that, actually identifying what's missing. So that could be uh, a backlink gap analysis. So seeing what kind of backlinks those competitors are gaining, can we be doing something similar? But is it actually relevant to what we're trying to achieve? And same with content. I've seen so many content strategies where they've just gone, okay, this competitor has a kind of similar service offering, like we're in the same space, we're looking after the same people, Um, let's just do the same blogs and the same guides and the same kind of copy that they're doing on their website. But you're going to have so many many different USPs, you're going to be trying to target potentially a more niche target audience, and it's really about refining that. So identifying where those competitors are, but also seeing what else you could be doing that is different and what's gonna set you apart from those competitors and capture a bit more of the market space than maybe what you are already. All
0: right, I like this. So, so far we've covered the client in that conversation mm-hmm. that has had. We've talked about the competitors and what, what sort of prism to view them through. The next part about this is the tools, right? The tools mm-hmm. to do yeah. the job. You know, I, I think your talk is a reminder about the limitation of tools. So I love this insight. And you know, I work with a lot of people who are kind of just starting their career in SEO. Maybe this is their second or third job. You know, as the tools have gotten better, the emphasis for out-of-the-box thinking and out-of-the-box strategy in particular, I don't know, it's less in vogue, I guess, is, mm. is my inarticulate way of saying it. So, so the, the tools say these things, it's like the tools say these things are wrong, so that's what I'll do. Yeah. So yeah. one thing that's like, kind of lazy, um, for another that's not really a strategy what's the right way of looking at tools within a broader SEO strategy?
1: I think combining everything. So I use a whole suite of tools. I'll use SEMrush, I'll use um, Ahrefs, like very regularly. I've used Majestic in the past, Cognitive SEO, um, just SE Ranking, like so many of these different tools. And you'll notice across all of them that there's certain things that are gonna be different because all of these tools, again, they're they're competing in the same space. They're trying to get people to go to their tool rather than another one, so they're gonna be trying to do something a bit different. So that's cool, like we need to make sure that we're just analyzing all of these different things. But what people tend to forget to do is actually check Google. Like what you're trying to achieve, or any search engine, it could be Bing, it could be DuckDuckGo, whatever you're trying to rank on. um, See what's actually ranking, what Google's showing up, how Google's showing it up. There's all these different SERP features now, all of these different kind of structured data that we need to really be taking into consideration we can't just go, right, SEMrush has said we need to be doing X, Y, and Z things to make the SEO strategy work, because that's fine, but what about all of these thousands of other things that are over here as well? So I'm a big, big fan of just checking things manually, and it might not be the best in terms of like um, time efficiency, so to speak, but there's so many things you're gonna potentially miss out on if you just rely on tools. Mm-hmm. So for example, um, looking at user experience, Huge fan of heat mapping software. I love Hotjar. Um, I've used a hundred different types of heat mapping and different UX tools in the past, and Crazy Egg. I think is another one I've used in the past. Um, but you're a user yourself, and you've got team members that are also users. Get them to just manually go through your site go through competitor sites and they're going to find the problems probably a bit better than what the heat maps are going to show you and that could be broken pages that could be just things aren't working when you click on them quick enough you don't need to always run it through a tool to identify that like a tool could say everything's working fine but there's so many different devices now we need to be cross-checking all of these things on a bit more of a manual basis so definitely don't move away from tools like I think they're completely invaluable but also making sure that we're checking things too because there's so many more things that your own personal like eyes and clicks and things like that can actually show you
0: yeah and here's something that i think tools struggle with they try to do it and so it's not like there's nothing out there like this but where a human being can really can really do well is with prioritization so like yeah. prioritizing what's the most urgent and important thing i have to do uh to move the needle exactly i think is a lot more of a human exercise So that, you know that's born out of experience that's born out of understanding um, having held you know gone through some successful SEO campaigns can really be helpful sometimes okay. it's an exercise in triaging like everything's on fire. What's the biggest problem?
1: Yeah, Um, exactly. Exactly. And also if you've got restrictions as well. So if you're working with development companies or your own in-house developers or the CMS is super restrictive, there might be things that you actually physically can't do, or it's going to take you six months sitting at the end of um, a Jira ticket or something like that to get through. So you need to be able to... Not just take what the tools tell you, but as you say, prioritize it. And some of these tools as well will give you things that don't actually matter. So, for example, toxic links. And this is a huge topic. So, it's a bit of a touchy one as well because some people will say it's a thing, some people won't. Google's come out, or John Mueller's come out on Twitter and said, look, toxic links is just something that tools are telling you is bad. It's probably worth investigating them. Google's pretty clever, it's, AI right. is probably going to be able to um, identify what is spam and actually just ignore it anyway, but these are all the different types of things that tools will throw at you to kind of throw you off almost, because that's their USP, they're like, we do toxic links, these other tools don't do it, you need to pay attention. And they'll send out all of these reports and things that you need to take into consideration, but again, just a bit of common sense sometimes.
0: Yeah, I love that. And that's it, yeah, I, I remember this variable. So um Here's the last thing from the talk I wanted to ask you about, or at least uh, no, don't hold me to that. One of the last, <laughs> um, you know, SEO is an off. Uh, you make a, a statement that SEO is often an afterthought within these businesses. So this is a tough thing for us SEOs to hear, for our ego or for her. You know, yeah. yeah. we think what we do is really important. We should have a seat at the table with the CEO and and be able be in a position to to affect change and all of that stuff. But you know, oftentimes we're in a position where we have to react instead of being proactive um, larger larger organizations will, will you know launch a new website without involving the SEO and we have to kind of fix the mess and I think this is a this is a, there's a couple ways you can look about this you could you could complain about it or you could say what what can we do uh, as SEOs and as as people who are in this to be better collaborators better collaborators with devs better collaborators with the marketing department mm-hmm. the c-suite if we're able to, um, so that we're not always cleaning messes, you know. How, yeah. How can we be? How can we be? How can we be, how can we be better collaborators?
1: I think again, it's that communication aspect and being able to really clearly identify what we're trying to achieve and explaining that to people. Because again, we're SEOs. We spend day to day doing SEO. We're so ingrained in it that sometimes you do lose sight of that bigger picture. So for example, CEO is probably more interested in what they're going to get out of what they're putting in. They don't care about your audits. They don't care. They don't want a 100 page technical document that says oh, all of these things are wrong. They're like, okay, cool. But you know, if you fix it, like, what, what am I going to get back out of this? They want to see the ROI. But then if you're Reporting into say a marketing manager who is then going to have to feed that back up the line. They want more detail, they want more insights like what's blocking, where are the barriers, how can we improve this, how can we collaborate together. If you're dealing with developers, again, they've got their own priority lists, like it's not always about us. We need to make sure that we're going, okay, here's what we need to do, here's what you need to do, here's how we can work together in order to achieve that. And it's just showing that value piece. Because, again, we could say all of these things is going to just improve all of this traffic, but how? Like, It's not just kind of a blanket statement. People need to understand the intricacies of what we're doing and also what they they need to do in order to assist with that. And it's making other people's jobs as easy as possible. So, like, with a dev team, give them a proper brief. Don't just be like, okay, I need to fix, I don't know, CLS is too high, fix it. Well, Well, how do I fix it? Because they don't care about that because that's, like, I mean, it works, it's cool, it's developed.
0: <laughs> but for SEO,
1: we need to fix these certain things. So we just need to make sure we're communicating properly and collaborating in that manner. And just again, showing the value in what we're doing.
0: I love that. It's, it's, it's like, right before you send the email, right before you get on the Zoom call, just take a second to put yourself in that person's shoes.
1: Exactly. What's gonna be
0: important to them, I like it. Um, all right, oh, one other thing. So it's a process. Right? So it's not, SEO is not a project or a one-time thing. This is something I find clients and prospective clients have a really hard time understanding.
1: Oh yeah. It's (laughs) infuriating, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's not a project. It's like, it's ongoing. You'll hear this like, well, we were doing SEO. We got results. Then we stopped. What do you know? Well, you're not good. You know, we're not, we're not getting a lot of leads anymore. It's like, yeah, that's that's what happened. Again, it's a challenge to us. How, how can we be better about having that conversation with our clients, with our prospective clients so this concept is a little more clear?
1: I think it's setting those expectations from day one. I think that's typically where a lot, especially agency side, fails quite quite badly because they'll typically have a sales team. And the sales teams, again, don't always understand SEO. They don't always get it. They just want to get a contract signed and payment in because, you know, commission, great, let's do that. Um, it's making sure it's the right fit for the business, but then having that clear expectation setting and whether that's you bring in your SEO to have that conversation, whether that's from the whole sales process or from day one of the contract being signed or wherever that is, having them sit down and say, look, this here's everything we want to do. Here's a nice roadmap, but then there's all of this opportunity in the future. Okay this is particularly important again if you've got restricted um, budgets or if you've got kind of um, barriers in terms of dev teams or anything like that being able to say look here's everything we're going to do in month one to three and then from that point we need to reassess and do this this and this and this is how we're going to do it and just prioritize that so yeah it's just one of those expectation setting um, factors and if you don't have those conversations and you kind of I think the way people used to sell SEO is that within six months, you're going to be position one for your main keyword. Right. And that's just not, it's not SEO. And back, back in the day, maybe it was that. And it, it did, I can say from my experience, starting in it six years ago, you could probably get a client up to position one for a competitive keyword, but you know, people don't care too much about just a specific keyword ranking anymore. And they shouldn't. then <laughs> We've been pushing people away from that because there's so much more to SEO than that. And it's about that ongoing growth. And, Also about how organic and SEO can integrate with other marketing channels as well and showing that value side of it too, because it's not just the unbranded, it's your branded, how that works with PR, how that works with your PPC, how that can even integrate with your overall content marketing strategy, even email marketing if you wanted to. Everything can tie in together. So it's just showing that value again.
0: Yeah, I love that. You know, the last thing about this, you just, you caught my interest early in the show about the reporting chat that you had with Alita. So mm-hmm. I definitely want to go watch that. I, I would be lying if I said I did, but this seems like a lot of what we're talking about has been preliminary work. Like you're, before you, you start the campaign, you have a strategy. And then there's this like, I don't know how it works at every agency, but for us, it's gonna be a report created, a report mm-hmm. call every month. Mm-hmm. And we can point to that strategy that we started to, or we could just read numbers off of the screen and it seems like this is the real opportunity is in that reporting call or on that report itself to check back in into the strategy to, to bob and weave where necessary yeah. and to make adjustments if there are, you know what advice do you have about using reporting for this sort of communication strategy and, and checking back in with the client
1: Yeah. So for me, reporting's like the least sexy part of SEO. Like nobody likes reports week, let's be honest. It's boring. But it's also possibly the most important thing after your initial strategy, because you're showing your client, this is what we've done. This is what it's achieved. But this is where we're going to go next. Or on the other hand, we all know SEO is not always going to be perfect. It's not always going to go right every single time. It's also showing them that sometimes the bad news and so there's something a lot of seos will shy away from because no one likes to talk about bad news like we don't like it we don't want to say oh crap like our str- we we screwed up like our strategy didn't work right but there's always going to be things and times where that does happen so it's about really making sure we say look here's the good news or the bad news depending on what it is but you would have already hopefully had those conversations anyway so that could be bad news because it's a google algorithm update it could be which you know google loves and just come out the back of another broadcore as usual um, or it could be new competitors entered the market space or the competitors have really increased their organic so uh, their organic visibility there's so many reasons why things can change and it's just reassessing it it's like yeah. here's the data This is what it means, but this is what we're going to do about it. And making sure that you have real detailed insights and recommendations along with each of the lines of data that you're giving to a client can really just help to show them through that journey because it has to be a journey for them because it's not, again, they're not in it every day. They don't always understand what changing this canonical tag on this particular page is, what kind of impact that's going to have. These things need to be explained. Um, And your report should really be able to feed back into that. And like you say, it may need a a whole strategy um, realignment because we've achieved something out of this. It could be a content strategy. How can we push that even further? And that's something I really push within my team as well. It's that description. It's the here's what we've got, here's what we've achieved, what's next? How are we going to get to that next stage? And that goes back to what you were saying about clients who think that, um, I don't know, SEO is a six-month or a one-time project. It's about really making it clear that it's like, this is the next step, this is how we get to your next objective, your next KPI, and tying it back into those initial conversations that you have before you start the strategy. Um, These are what you wanted to achieve, here's your key objectives, we've smashed it. But this is what we want to do with it next or you know we've not quite hit it but this is how we're going to realign the strategy to make sure we do by the next time or how we can then just improve on that further so it's just tying everything together with that reporting process and just building upon that monthly
0: oh wonderful well listen sophie i'm gonna wrap up but i i understand now why everybody's been talking about you and uh it's really been a pleasure having you on the show if people want to learn more about you or your agency What's the best way to reach out to you? What's your favorite social media? Those sorts of things.
1: Uh, Yeah, probably Twitter for me. So just uh, at Sophie Brannan, you can find me on there and same as at Absolute D Media if you wanna look at Absolute uh, Digital at all. Um, But yeah, definitely reach out. More than happy to chat about strategy, reporting, pretty much anything SEO. (laughs) But thank you so much for having me as well. It's been amazing, really good fun.
0: All right, awesome. Well, Well, for everybody watching, we'll be back next week with another episode of Suds and Search. For now, I'm going to sign off. Sylvia I'll give you a virtual cheer. Thanks again for coming on. And we'll see everybody else next week.